hey oh, we are diving into what I've created now and why and sort of the background to all of that. And really, I think it just comes down to letting myself live where I want to and not putting these expectations of what it has to be or what it says about me um, on top of that. Just allowing myself to take up space where I feel so called. So we're diving into that. I'm very excited to be sharing what's coming next and how we got from where we were to where we are now. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world. However, that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome. So great to be with you today. I've missed you. You know, I was thinking before I got on here, like, how strange <laughs> that this is where we sort of come to explore things. What a what a crazy way to navigate life. And I don't know that I've found one that's more fitting <laughs> of being here. Miss I miss it on weekends. Um it's just a part of the daily flow of things and the expansion of things and the thought of things. And that's so very important for someone who thinks like me. So let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing was just like 
taking time, enjoying, visiting with friends. And there are like a million things that need to be done. And that one took precedence this weekend. And I would have loved to have rushed and worked and done all the things that I need to get done. And the universe didn't let me. It was like, nope, you're here. You're right. You should do these things. You should be around these people who you, who literally are the reason why you are where you are and were such an important piece of the fabric that's all woven in that you are here. And just seeing them, remembering, reminiscing, right? And just like laughing <laughs> um, was really important. And I know past self, past instances of myself, um, rush through experiences like that because well, what's the worth? And over this process, we have learned the worth, my friends. We have seen it. We have experienced it firsthand. And we cannot know these things. Nope. And yeah, it was hard because there are so many amazing things that are coming up and there are so many reasons for me to need to excuse myself from this work, from this reality. And I just had, had to be there for whatever reason, had to go see these people, had to go do these things. And I don't know. It was amazing how many friends I was called to this weekend. Sort of strange. Yet here we are. And I really appreciated the time. And then it just reminded me of how amazing of a human I am and must be to have people who are so much more amazing than I am in my life and to have held on to them for so long. And that was one of the things that I text both of, both of my friends who I saw this weekend, who I don't see very often. Like, I just appreciate you bringing me along, even though I'm crazy and even though I don't call back and even though I don't message back and neither do you. And I just appreciate that. This is an unwavering commitment to one another, and it doesn't have to look like any one thing, and it doesn't have to look like any one cadence of interaction, that it's just us, and it's just life. And no matter where we go, and no matter what we say or do that's dumb or smart or whatever, um, we... We flow through life together and not always in stride, but right, not always right next to each other, but always knowing that this 
comes without question, this friendship. And I have to sit here and just be thankful today to have so many of those people in my life, to have so many of those people who forgive me for being all the crazy things that I am, um, that love me for being those things, and that appreciate what I bring to the table when I finally sit down. (laughs) That's it more than anything. So I sat down this weekend and, and I still accomplished many things even prior to sitting down. And that feels amazing. And, oh, and even after sitting down, I still got back up. And that was kind of what I asked for from the universe. Okay, I feel you. I see you calling me to these spaces. I see you putting me in these situations. I appreciate it. I'm here for it. Let's do this. And you see the things that I need to touch this weekend. Not that I need to own and blow out of the water, even though that's where my head goes. Like if we're touching it, then we're doing it. And it needs to be this big, huge thing. And universe was like, here, I'm going to let you do these small things. Let you make these small ripples and see where you get and be okay with that and balance your life. Be right where you are. Let us take the wheel. And so that's where we were this weekend. And it felt refreshing and amazing. And whenever I sort of forced myself into feeling any which way, feeling stressed or overwhelmed or nervous about what comes next, I just hung out with that feeling unpacked it a little bit, and then let it go, and just said, nah, that's not me. And what are the things that we need to do to not put ourselves in that situation? And so that was sort of the inner dialogue that we had. Well, why do you have to do it that way? Why does it have to be done today? And that's what I'd say. Oh, well, yeah, doesn't. Could doesn't have to be. Wish it was, but isn't. And move on. And that's it. And appreciate and enjoy the fact that you are being brought to this place and that these people love you regardless of how you show up. They always have and they always will. And so you can really do no wrong. And I realize that's family and friends. And I am very grateful for all of the people who have guided me in grace throughout my years and to continue to do so. (laughs) So that is my great thing. You can go ahead and take time for yourself, recognize yourself for your great thing. Did you just like chill? That's really what I was just talking about. I kept wanting to overwhelm myself and I forced myself to just chill and take up space in the present moment and follow where my feet were leading. And it led me into the arms of some of my favorite 
humans on this planet. And so that's the greatest thing ever, right? That's what we do in life. That is how life flows and grows. It's amazing. So take time for yourself. Think about those things. Talk about those things. Recognize those things. And go. Go do life. Go make it happen. Go absorb space and time with yourself and your friends and the people you love that love you back. Okay. So I I said I was going to tell you what has been going on. I I've been going through like all of the things that we started and kind of reviewing which ones and why and where those were supposed to lead me or which ones were just supposed to go sit in the back pocket for a while. And I talk about that a lot. There are some things that you're going to start that just go to the background for a little bit. And then you're going to follow what flows and then it might get backgrounded and it might take time. But that's sort of the beauty of having dreams, having goals, having visions for what you want this life to be and making your life happen. Ideas and things are going to flow once you sort of open that up. And what I love best, and Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, like you might have an idea and it might seem like the bee's knees at that time, right? You might just want everything you have to flow into that and make it all happen. And then for whatever reason, it just doesn't stay. And then it leaves. And sometimes that idea can find a new person, a new body, a new mind, but it doesn't just like float away and not happen because you didn't have it. I think it actually just, and she talks about this, so I believe it too now. I think it floats to someone else because ideas need time, effort, and love in order to come into the world. And so if you can't give it that, it needs to leave you. It deserves someone that can. And so it floats away, maybe. And in the floating, in the beautiful rhythmic ways that we float away from ideas, um, sometimes it finds new homes, which is also very beautiful, right? Just poetically just. And how the world and ideas work and shape where we go next. And so I'm never worried, right? And so as I'm going through all these things, I'm looking at the etchings, the things that were important or the things that seemed important in all the places that I sort of marketed myself into believing that that was where I was supposed to go and all the places that I showed up that that wasn't me or that wasn't who I wanted to be and what is real and what is true to that person, to these sort of core etchings of who I am. And so as I'm drawing those lines, I begin to realize that like, I'm trying to make this way too big and I am 100% overthinking it. And I'm trying to avoid spaces 
that I deemed, um, I guess I deemed them not big enough for me, not important enough for someone like me, right? Because like, I'm so important. And spaces that I wrote off really early on because I was like, no, not going to be that person. That's not serious enough for me. That's not big enough for me. And I think when we do that, right, we're coming from still that ego place or we're coming from pain that we're maybe still holding on to. And so I've been working on leaning into spaces that I would feel really excited about. And just the human that I would be excited to be day to day. And so as I lean into those spaces, I start to undo and release some of those expectations that I set from a very hurt, complicated, sad, scarce focal point, right? And so as I began to unleash those things, let them go and feel through who and what I wanted to be and how I wanted to work in the world, I could begin to see where I wanted to show up and how and what I wanted to do and really find the appropriate bigness for where I am. And jeesh, now with what I'm creating, I'm just like, <laughs> you're so silly. Why didn't you just do this all along? And I know why. There were a million and one lessons that I needed to learn. And there are still a million and one lessons that I need to learn according to everything. But I think true to the etchings of who I am, there has always been a small but big narrative to who I am. It's a complete juxtaposition. It's very confusing. I can't explain it if I wanted to. I um, tried leaving for bigger spaces and doors never opened, right? And so maybe I was just meant to stay in small spaces and find who I was meant to be with that juxtaposition, with that sort of confusing narrative that's etched through who I've always been. And so I think it's really beautiful and I write about it in the book and it's a really important part of all of this work. And so as I'm weighing and discovering that as a sort of truth to who I am, I begin to see that that is where I need to root where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And I was trying to root where I was going and how I was going to get there in bigness that just doesn't fit, right? Like it has to start small and beautiful. And that's what I wanted all this work to be, just like little sparks 
that fall to the earth and, and ignite things that maybe we envisioned and maybe we didn't, but that's the beauty. It's just these small sparks that over time change the world as people find and pick up on who it's meant to be. And I'm always amazed at how just one word can change everything. And so that's what this is, just small sparks and finding ways to spark even more. And so that's what we're creating, right? And we'll have the book and we have the planners and we have all of those things. And so as I'm looking at who I want to become and how I want to operate in this world, I begin to examine the expansion of those things, the expansion of spark, the expansion of one word. And so that sort of brought me into gift and inspiration. And then I started to draw back, like, where is gift giving? What is that? And when I give gifts to my favorite people, my favorite part is finding things that only I know about them or finding things that I know is in tune with who they are from their very deep core. And I love intentional gift giving and that's really important to me and has become even more important as I went down the road of minimalism because there are just things, right? that are just things. And a lot of the things now with how convenient and inexpensive gifts are, that's all it becomes, just an exchange of money. It's not really an exchange of anything that is in, of intrinsic value. And so when I pull on that, I think about how my favorite days were like, Saturday mornings that my parents were kind of up and around doing things and I got to go sit at the foot of my parents bed open this beautiful cedar chest and it had a like orange mustard yellow green fabric on top like it was a bench but it was also a cedar chest and I would open it and just the smell, right? Overcomes you. But I loved going to it because it was like, these are the most important things. This is the, the black box of our house, right? These are all the memories of our family, of my parents, of our essential being, right? And it held like, baby clothes and pictures and just different things that you would hold on to forever. And they would always be found there. And I love Cedar Chest for that reason. It's just like, these are all the most magical and important things that have ever existed in your life. All in this one box all kept right here. Wow. That's crazy. And so <laughs> I, I like to think that 
when I open this gift shop, um, we can create really intentional pieces that sort of function as more than one thing. So we're not just talking about greeting cards that you feel weird, like keeping posted places. We're talking about some way of forming a card that you can hang and keep forever. It can become a part of your home because a lot of the things that I give and receive, that's what I want. Like those little cards I want to hang and hold on to forever. And so what needs to be created to ensure that you can do that? Right. And I'm just going through all of the things that I cherish and think about and would put into a cedar chest and like start to create and curate gifts that give from that place. And then there's this flip side. And I remember (laughs) exactly when this happened, we had gone out for Chinese with someone. It was probably about nine months ago. I think it was with my mom. Anyways, we had sort of passed the fortune cookies around and I had given, I had like flipped back and forth of which one should be my daughter's and which one should be mine. And I ended up just handing her this one, right? Just like flipping a coin. Here you go. This one's yours. And so I open it and read it for her. And it was like, you are insanely, you are very creative. And that will serve you for the rest of your life. I remember just being like, dang it. Why wasn't that mine? Why wasn't that one mine? So then I very unexcitedly opened mine because I'm so jealous of that one. And I wish that that was mine. And I don't even really care about which one was mine because that was the best fortune ever. What the heck? And I opened mine. And I pull out this fortune. And it says, if you continually give, you will continually have. And I was like... Well, geez, I still wish that I had my daughters. I mean, that's great, right? But like, okay, thanks. <laughs> like sort of throw it away rather uncaringly. And I don't throw it away because I usually keep fortunes. But I put the three fortunes, because I kept my other daughters too, on the mirror of our vehicle. And all of them blew away. Or like disappeared. I don't know where they are except for mine. And so I always come back to that. I'm always looking at that and sort of grounding myself in that. And there, I've always been obsessed with this idea that like, we can just do really big things from really small spaces. Right. And around the time that I began exploring this, I sort of fell in love with this concept that things can do more, right? We can do more, we can give more, and we can give from a small space and still make a big impact. And there were a couple companies that started um, that do that. They sell, I don't know, t-shirts or goods. And they 
give back portions of those proceeds to things. And so that was sort of placed on my heart too. And and how do we do intentional gifts and make a spark with those efforts too? And so I'm figuring out how to navigate that. I um, launched the website and I have some friends and family testing that and we found some major issues with that um but also heard some words that were really important um aligned with that work and that initial launch and concept and so we're very much in concept phase but as i see this being brought to life i think of all the things that we can do and how big of an impact we can make from a very small space and how important that is and how important great gifts are and how that sort of become this lost art because it's really easy and we're all busy and it's easy to just check that off the box. And I still think that there is a really important component to that. And I want to create a gift-giving experience where you can just check that off the box because I get it. You're busy and you don't have to think about whether or not this space is curating something that gives more, that is intentional and caring and loving and thoughtful. You can just stop here. And no, if you're giving a gift from here, you're giving better and you're giving back. And so the concept, my good friends, and this is something we have brought to life. And I'm very excited to know that I can stay in control of this. I can see this in the full vision of something that I can bring to life by myself, but also with all of the humans that I have behind me. And so um, it's Upgift, which yes, is a play on Uplift, but we curate um, intentional gifts and experiences for people so that we can get back to what matters, right? And what matters in gift giving is the connection. And so we're bridging those gaps. We've lost the ability to give great gifts because it's inconvenient. But I can make it convenient again. Don't you worry. And we can connect communities and people and spaces from this real important place. And, right, is that a big deal? It is. Because it's just a spark. And as we let more of those sparks out into this world, as we continue to ignite hearts on fire and expand where we can take this, I get really excited about where they fall more. Right? Where else? Can we take this impact? Who else can we touch with this work? And it's an expansion of this work. 
and like doubling the expansion because not only do we get to find intentionality with gift giving, which I find very exciting, we also get to find ways to be insanely generous, which was at the core of the start of all of this. I didn't want to stay in this scarce mode of life and have to just pile hordes and hordes of money because I was so scared that it would all go away. If we continually give, we will continually have. And so I think as Upgift continues to come into the world and evolves, I am very excited about the expansion of Sparks and the expansion of this work, because that's really what Upgift becomes. And it's rooted from the place that all of this started in generosity. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.